Here are some statistics. Over the past five years, the gaming industry has witnessed explosive growth. Studios have generated tens of billions of dollars, more than was forecasted. The market has expanded both horizontally and vertically. Also, there was a temporary revenue drop of around 4% in 2022 due to an overall economic downturn. The future of the gaming market looks quite promising in terms of profit growth. It's predicted to grow from $179 billion in 2020 to $211 billion by 2025. That's about 3.5 growth each year. The modern game industry is booming. However, as capitalization increases, major companies frequently stick to safer roads. This has a direct impact on game design, especially its creativity. Today we'll discuss how game design has changed in the past few years, and why many gamers argue that creativity has died. I'm Sergei Stengirov, and this is the podcast 80 Levels of Game Design. If you look at all the AAA releases from recent years, a vast majority belong either to the sequel category like God of War, Horizon, Far Cry 6, Hitman, etc. or to the category of remakes, remasters and rare releases like Resident Evil, Final Fantasy VII, Demon's Souls, The Last of Us, Halo, you name it. There are still brilliance like Cyberpunk 2077 or Elden Ring, but this quickly become exceptions rather than the rule. The abundance of sequels, remakes, remasters and re-releases tells us that major developers have changed their approach. They are not looking for originality or new franchises, but rather a way to generate revenue quickly and safely. This mindset also spills over into game design. Developers either carry over old game mechanics or simply upgrade them. As a result of these changes, the gaming community is placing a stronger emphasis on graphics over gameplay. The demand for better graphics has been steadily rising since 2017. According to recent studies, nearly three-quarters of dedicated PC gamers say that main motivation to upgrade is to enhance their gaming experience. More powerful hardware not only improves their current gaming experience, but also provides many players access to games with higher requirements. Over 60% of gamers consistently upgrade their equipment. This is a crazy shift from 2016 stats, where only 10% of players invested in high-performance computers. Developing video games is a unique endeavor. Games offer players an experience that no other art form can replicate. You can't just broadcast a game playthrough on TV and expect it to evoke the same emotions as playing it yourself. Yet modern AAA studios are so fixated on graphic realism crafted by teams of thousands that they shy away from game mechanics. Games today are trying hard to be like movies, but in doing that they lose the special touch that makes them unique. Researchers from William & Mary University say that our society is facing a so-called creative crisis, where levels of creative thinking continue to decline. This is attributed to the constant stimulation of the brain and the lack of boredom. Interestingly, boredom is a key element in nurturing imagination. And you might not know this, but it's often used as a game design tool. It's hard to find many significant games from the past that didn't use boredom as a primary game design element. Well, I guess it may sound odd, including moments of calm, stillness and even boredom can boost player engagement and enrich the gaming experience. 
In game design, pacing is as crucial as in storytelling. Continuous, intense action doesn't allow players to make thoughtful or creative choices. Downtimes or less exciting tasks give players time to think, strategize, and anticipate what's coming next. Consider survival games, players frequently engage in mundane tasks like resource gathering and crafting. The main goal of introducing boredom in games is to allow users to be creative, experiment and interact with the game world in unique ways. This leads to fresh gaming moments that not only enhance the experience, but also evolve the genre. For instance, if you compare the open world of Elden Ring, which I believe is excellent, with that of Assassin's Creed Odyssey or Valhalla, you'll spot a key difference. It highlights the contrast between a more traditional game design and a newer approach. Elden Ring opens a world that allows for long travels without significant events or encounters. If you wish, you can explore for hours without fighting or engaging in any activities. The game lets you set your own pace, but when you are ready, it offers layers upon layers of worlds. The occasional monotony of exploration amplifies the anticipation of the next discovery, stimulates imagination and lets you feel in the lore. In contrast, Assassin's Creed Valhalla cramps its spaces with endless activities. You can't stroll through a location without being sidetracked by another point of interest. Even when sailing, new markers keep popping up on your screen. When creating Dark Souls and Elden Ring, Miyazaki drew from his childhood experiences. Bored, he often read books he couldn't fully comprehend as a child, filling in the gaps with his imagination. This is the experience he aims to convey to his players. Similar game design decisions are seen in games like Heroes of Meter Magic 3. If you pause, the world freezes with you. A significant part of the gameplay revolves around moving across the map and collecting resources. This repetitive task stands in stark contrast to the strategic depths of battles or city management. The extremely limited inventory in the Diablo series introduced in the first game slows down the players, prompting a moment of calm and encouraging them to ponder what lies ahead. By the time Diablo 2 came out, many players wondered why, given the amount of loot, was inventory space so limited. Modern game design tends to minimize elements of boredom. Cyberpunk 2077 certainly plays with a narrative pacing, but its primary goal is to ensure the player is never bored, not even for a second. Calls from NPCs, on-screen notifications and blinking interface elements all keep the player stimulated. When planning to clear an area in the game, chances are you are testing a new augmentation of skill rather than approaching it creatively. Also, to give credit where it's due, the game does offer several ways to tackle a challenge. Large studios are so fearful that players might get bored with their new releases that they often opt for one of two paths. They either inundate their games with a surplus of secondary content or tap into nostalgia. The New York Times published an extensive piece on how vintage tech is selling ever increasingly, with prices of items considered junk just a few years ago skyrocketing, people are reverting to using Polaroids and playing with Tamagotchis, filmmakers are reviving old characters and game studios heavily invest in remakes. 
even players are terrified of getting bored. According to a psychological study conducted by the University of Virginia, most contemporary individuals would rather self-harm than be left alone with their thoughts. The new generation of gamers has grown up in this evolved game design paradigm and are mostly unaware of how it has transformed. For them, elements of boredom don't just evoke existential dread, but are also associated with mobile game design tools. Mobile games, by the way, generated more revenue than PC and console games combined. Mobile game design often weaponized boredom as a monetization tool and as pressure on the player. Free-to-play projects craft slow progression periods as a tactic to encourage in-app purchases. For instance, players might be offered an item or currency to expedite a task that would otherwise take a long duration. A prime example of this strategy is Genshin Impact. To fully level up a character's squad to level 90, maximize their talent and weapons, and obtain the necessary artifacts without using any in-game purchases, can easily stretch out for more than a year. The situation with the mid-core game market is entirely different. Many of them aren't afraid to use monotony as a fundamental element. In this Elysium, the protagonist literally barely moves, faces endless checks, and the player constantly reloads. Going through the ultra-dynamic Hades, relying solely on reaction is impossible. You will definitely need to think, plan, and strategize. And if you want to play something creative, original, and soulful, turn to Midcore. Alright, listeners, that's a wrap for today's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Until next time, keep listening and stay curious.